KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. This is a special six-part series called Dr. J's. I'm KPBS investigative reporter Claire Tregesser. Yesterday in this series, we talked about how police and prosecutors gathered informants in the case of a gang shooting outside Dr. J's liquor. The shooting ended up with two innocent women killed on their way home from church. Today, in the final installment, we'll talk about what's next for the community still feeling the impacts of the shooting that happened more than 15 years ago. Late one evening, a few months ago, I climbed into a big white church van with Reverend Ray Smith. He's been leading the United Missionary Baptist Church in Skyline for 15 years and was going to drive me around the neighborhood. He started our drive with a prayer. Come on, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we just pray now that you would bless us as we uh, travel, as we uh, tour the district. We pray for safety and security. Pretty quickly, it seemed like we needed it. Reverend Smith was not the best driver. Soon after we started out, we almost rear-ended a car. And a little while later, he attempted to make a U-turn on a narrow street in his giant boat of a van. Uh, Did I make it? But it looked like we would really need God's mercy when Reverend Smith stopped driving and got out of the van. To show us the lack of lighting in a park, he walked us into the pitch black. You got your camera with you? Good. Up to a couple sitting at a picnic table with their pit bull. This is is what we get at nighttime. I, I I don't quite... We got one little bitty light right here. But the, but the whole park should be lit. You got, we got people here, uh, but yet we don't have the, enough lights uh, or, either, or either put a fence around the park completely. Do something. You know. The people were not thrilled about someone showing up with a video camera and recording equipment unannounced in a park late at night and asked not to be recorded. We talked to them a bit about why they were out at night. They had nowhere else to go, they said, and then left. Luckily, still intact. <laughs> It was the dog that I was nervous about. Yeah, I know, me too. That pit bull was sitting right there. I was nervous about him. I'm glad he had his hand on it. But I was sure worried about that. We also stopped in a vacant lot to have a conversation with a man who seemed to have just done some drugs. Hey, man. How you doing? Man, I'm Pastor Smith. I saw him put a vial in his pocket when we pulled up, and he kept sniffing as we talked. Let's get out right here and try to see if we need somebody to talk to us. Okay. And then we stopped at a busy intersection where people like to hang out and drink and hopped out of the van to talk to people who were, again, not happy about having us approach with a camera. Reverend Smith's point in all of this was to show that there are still a lot of improvements his community needs. He said yes, the shooting at Dr. J's caused the community and the rest of the city to wake up to how bad things were in his area. It it, it brought some light um, to the crime problem that 
that was happening right in front of our faces. So what it what it did was, it it, it really kind of kind of painted a picture that the criminal enterprise system was 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 was, uh, 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 was growing uh, right in our faces. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what that's what it did, uh, as well as the fact it, it showed uh, that there needed to be some more community intervention, uh, more police intervention. Uh, more business intervention, more political interventions. After the shooting, he said things did improve, but only for a little while. Um, I think it got better, but then it got worse. Mm. Yeah, it got better for almost six, eight months, a year, two years, and then it got then it got worse. It happened right here. He slowed the van as we drove past what used to be Dr. J's Liquor. Now it's called Island View Market. Owners changed the name a year after the shooting. Reverend Smith said the shooting galvanized the community. But like happens so often, after a few years, people stopped paying as much attention and apathy set in. He said there's still crime in his neighborhood, still a lot of problems he'd like fixed. He sees them everywhere he looks, abandoned phone booths he wants removed, trash in vacant lots, not enough streetlights. But one thing that definitely has changed in the more than 15 years since the Dr. J shooting, gang violence has gone down. There were 17 murders that police attributed to San Diego gang members in the year leading up to Dr. J's and 31 drive-by shootings. In the next few years after the shooting, those numbers continued to climb a little, but they peaked in 2004 and then started really dropping. There haven't been more than 10 gang murders a year since 2013. And in 2017, there was just one. This drop in violence leads some to say it's time to rethink how the city does its policing. The mayor, the district attorney, and the San Diego Police Department have too much invested in the prison industrial complex. Layla Aziz runs the advocacy group Pillars of the Community and is a longtime resident of Southeast San Diego. She thinks there should be reduced sentences for a lot of crimes, less policing of gangs. She says over-policing people turns them into criminals when really we should be helping them not become criminals in the first place. So actually the policies have hurt more than they've helped. And the lock everybody up and throw away the key does not help. We're still going to deal with the problem 10 years later because you've left their children traumatized with no guidance. It's a similar argument being made across the country right now, as politicians, even on a national level, tackle criminal justice reform and look at how sentencing and heavy policing may be doing more harm than good. For example, the San Diego Gang Commission, an advisory board started because of the Dr. J shooting, wrote in its initial report back in 2006 that the city should focus on, quote, directed patrol with a general deterrence strategy saturating a high-crime area with police presence, including stops of as many people as possible for all offenses. Aziz said that's exactly the wrong approach and that it hurts her entire community. So what does that mean for someone like me who lives in this community? Um, When every day I'm stopped just because of what I look like and where I live, and at some point, so you criminalize everyone in order for you to get what you perceive as a gang member. And that's the issues that we're having, this casting a wide net, oppressing 
Everyone who lives in a community, I live in this community, and I can attest that's not positive. I mean, it'd be nice if we got to a time where we didn't need police or need as many. Not surprisingly, Lieutenant Manny Del Toro sees police's role in the community differently. Um, but I think part of the reason why crime is down is, uh, is we, we do keep the pressure on. Del Toro has been with the San Diego Police Department for almost 30 years and spent a lot of time in the Southeastern Division. He said continued enforcement is necessary. But he also wants police to focus on other parts of the job than just arresting people. He said police serve two functions, which they call weed and seed. Uh, the weed was weeding out the bad elements. That means using undercover officers to buy drugs and making mass arrests. Uh, hit it hard from the law enforcement side, get the bad element off the streets, and also seed the community with good things and positive things that... Uh, that we were hoping would catch on. That means helping people start neighborhood watches and doing community outreach events like turkey giveaways, holiday parties, and visiting schools. And this, he hopes, can be the future of the police department, that they can hire more officers who are interested in serving the community, not just enforcing its rules. More than 15 years after the Dr. J shooting, a lot of people are thinking about what's next. People like Aziz and Reverend Smith are thinking about what they need for their community, how they want the government and police to change, how they want more local jobs and improvements like streetlights and trash pickup. James Carter and his family are looking for what's next too. Carter is out of appeals in his trial, but he and his mother still have hope that a group like the Innocence Project might take his case. Carter was also just transferred to another jail near Bakersfield. Jail officials won't confirm why, but it will make him closer to his family, so maybe his son can visit. I think that it caused my mom to grow up and become a lot stronger. The families of the women who were killed in the Dr. J shooting are looking forward to. Janice Waits, the young girl who is in the car, is in college now and wants to be an environmental lawyer. Um, I think that if my grandmother had been alive, she probably would have got to enjoy her 20s a little bit more and would have been a lot less stressed out because she had a kid with her. So um, I think it helped her in a lot of ways, but again, it, it hurt her in some ways too. And her mom, Tanya Waits, who lost her mother in the shooting, said she's trying to focus on the future trying to do the best she can to take care of her own children. She said it only hurts her to look back. This series was reported and hosted by me, Claire Tregesser. It was edited by Tom Fudge and Suzanne Marmion. Video and audio recordings were done by Nick McVicker and me. Additional mixing and sound design was done by Emily Jankowski. Our podcast coordinator is Kinsey Moreland. Web producers are Elma Gonzalez and Chris Underwood. Check out our website at kpbs.org J for photos and videos and to listen to episodes you might have missed.
KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian Bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu.